Hey there, welcome to the Hatteras Effect, coming to you from the heart of Buxton at the Swell Gallery. I'm here with April Trueblood. Hi, April. Hi, Rory. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm, I think I'm doing exactly as well as you are. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just guessing. Yeah. It just feels right. It to feels say right that. as well. Mm, I, yeah. I, I'm feeling that. Good. Great. What have you been doing this weekend? Uh, I just played music all weekend and like uh, got my house back in order because I was working on a big video project and finally checked that off the list. So during that time, I had really neglected every aspect of my life. <laughs> so I sort of spent the weekend catching up on those sorts of real life responsibilities. How about you? I did nothing like that. No. I want to say I pretty much relaxed. I cleaned my condo. On Sunday, that is not the same thing as relaxing, but it was relaxing. I do enjoy cleaning my condo. Um, I don't get to stay in it. I can't afford to live in mm-hmm. it. But I like it when I'm allowed to go inside, even if it's just to clean. I get it. And but, do you pop in on some headphones whenever you clean your condo? I put on a podcast. Yeah. What was the podcast of choice this weekend? I, I put on Snap Judgment and just let it go. I'm not even sure which ones I listen to. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. But I uh, just... Probably three or four yeah. snap judgments. I definitely podcast and clean, as I'm sure a lot of people do. But my Airbnb as well, I podcast and clean that one. Do you feel that listening to podcasts speeds you up or slows you down while you clean? I feel like a particular style, certain type of podcast is going to get you in the right mind frame to clean efficiently. And there's other ones that will slow you down. The ones that are too heavy intellectually or maybe even like emotionally, like I do some self-help ones and stuff like that. And if it's like asking me to think about my past or like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, yeah, like to really do down. some self-work, some deep work, um, you can't do that while you deep clean, like at the same time. Um, but light stuff, sort of casual convo where it's just like information coming at you, but it's not like important important that you um, absorb all of it mm-hmm, right or it's or less little and like integrated into your life it's just like fun fun i keep it light when i clean and that helps me focus how about you i don't ever keep it light it's a problem i have and it definitely slows me down i can turn a three-hour clean into a five-hour clean yeah when really probably if i just put on music it would be a one and a half hour clean I hear you. <laughs> so sometimes and sometimes i put on music yeah depends on my schedule I've found that I've like unearthed some humorous podcasts and humorous audiobooks. And I think that not only they're the best things to clean to, but they're the best way to enjoy humorous podcasts and humorous audiobooks. <laughs> to be slightly distracted doing yeah. something meaningful or at least productive um, helps you like just find the funny on what's, what they have to say, I, I find. I do much better with music, even though I love to listen to podcasts. And this is one of the few chances I have to. Just put one on and listen to it. But I find that the music I work best to is This Is Talking Heads on Spotify. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. So some like new wavy kind of stuff. Yeah, with a lot of funk in it. Yeah, yeah. a little funky new wavy stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and I don't feel like that's unexpected of me. That is. I would have I guessed it, I have to say. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, last week we... Decided that as we approach the end of, um, or at least tie ourselves with the Outer Banks bucket list, 
that we should hone it into Hatter's Island after all this is the Hatter's effect and start talking about what we personally in our respective time on the island um, would curate as must-dos, right? Um, yes. And I wouldn't necessarily say that anything I'm coming up with is like must-do during your vacation or anything, but just like must-do if you're really in Hatteras Island and want to understand it more and like want to be connecting with what I we see is like the best it has to offer. Yeah, I mean, the it's like tapping into the daily life of people who do live here. True. Yeah. And the kind of things that we've accustomed ourselves to, or at least um, try to make a practice of doing every once in a while. Yeah. Okay, so I came up with, I, as soon as I started doing this, I came up with a lot, but I've brought three things today to talk about. Okay. And, and um, looks like you have as well. I have, yes, a little, a little scratched out list of things, but why don't you go first? I will go first. Um, the first thing I wrote was um, find your own private section of beach. And the... I guess whenever I was thinking about like what is what should you definitely do, I thought back to my earliest times here, which was like visiting, of course, and how blown away I was. It was the first in time I'd been to a lot of the country's coastline, first time ever where I could say that I was on a stretch of beach where I couldn't see people in either direction, and it was probably in April or May mm-hmm. that I visited. Um, whether that will ever be the case again, <laughs> so I don't know. you maybe perhaps didn't have to look so hard to find. Maybe 10 years ago at that time, um, I didn't. But the, you, as we both know, in the wintertime or after a storm, or there's plenty of times randomly in the summertime where you could look and be like, oh, I'm the only one here. Um, yep. And it's like both directions for miles. And there's something truly like transcendent about that, I think, and where you're really just connected with the serenity of nature. I think because I go to the beach so rarely in the summer, uh, when we drove out that day to build a sandcastle, I was pretty shocked by how many people are actually out there. I, I really... I remember that, yeah. I really... Uh, I'd heard people say that the beaches had gotten crowded, <laughs> but I didn't know what that meant until <laughs> we went out there and I saw it. <laughs> but since then, I've um, I've driven out there more and just I'll even take my computer and go sit by the ocean and do my work, sit in the truck and do my work. Yeah. And um, That's great. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. It's great to it's, hear. It's very good for me, that episode. And so you, you will drive and find your own little sort of private spot or... I have not seen my own private spot yeah, yet. Yeah, right now, that's hard to find. For but sure. that is definitely what I would be looking for, yes, <laughs> when well, I go out there. At a certain point, you know, it changes during the year about where you can drive. And then at a certain point, you can sort of go the distance down through Frisco towards Hatteras. I don't know exactly where they cut it off. I think it's south of where the pier used to be. And if you start doing stuff like that and are closer to the airport, um, maybe I shouldn't be giving this away so much, but there are some really um, <laughs> wide open, pristine spots there. Oh, okay, good. Good to know. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's mine. Edit that out. Don't tell anybody else about it. Okay, I won't. That's a secret. All right, what's your first one? All right. Um, I would encourage people to go kayaking in Slash Creek. In Slash Creek? Yeah. So that's... Really, you could go anywhere, but yeah. Slash Creek is a good place to start. Because okay. it's easy to get your kayak in the water there, and it's just a nice little meandering little little trail of water 
True. And uh, you get to see a lot of Hatteras Village because it, it winds all through there. Agreed. I do really love it. And you can kayak there even when the weather is not great for kayaking on the sound. Because the topography, because you're basically blocked from the wind in a lot of different yes. directions there. Yeah, and it's not super deep. No. You know, you're not going to have any annoyingly large waves to paddle against. You know. <laughs> True. <laughs> Sometimes in the sound you can't. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a map of it right now, and I can see why it is an appealing kayaking trip because it doesn't really enter open. It's a nice long stretch. It doesn't an open enter any open water at any point. Yep. 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 I think it's also kind of fun to go through that campground that's in Hatteras mm -hmm. on Eagle Pass Road. To just kind of to paddle through there while people are just doing their camping and staying in those cute little right. houses. And it's just fun paddling through there. And then you, you can go under a couple of bridges. Yeah. Also, good times unless yeah. you're claustrophobic. Um, I love those little yeah. camp, those cabins on Eagle Pass Road because they remind me of like a miniature Edward Scissorhands neighborhood. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Just like rows Cookie of the cutter. same pastel mm -hmm. houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these literally look like something you could cut out with a cookie cutter. They look like cookies. They're they just adorable like little, little, cookies. little fake houses that mm. you can stay in. Now I'm hungry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look, I could eat those tomatoes. I've got some, my glance immediately went to two tomatoes that are sitting on the counter. Mm, they're lovely looking. Yeah. They look like clones of one another the exact same size they are we're we're doing some some scientific experiments at the house some nutty professor stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. great um we want all our tomatoes to be red and round <laughs> <laughs> crazy well I science groundbreaking um have you do, do you done tandem kayaking i don't think so i'm not really sure i would like that i like to be in charge of where i go even though, and, and I'm probably too polite. Like if I'm gonna be uh, tandem kayaking, I'm just gonna let all the other person make all the decisions because um, I don't like to make waves figuratively. Mm. Sometimes literally. True. So you um, feel like you might get a little anxious about like if you were doing enough paddling, like letting them, you don't wanna be in charge of like where we're going I don't unless be bored. it's just you. I don't wanna get bored. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I guess so. I, I mean, I think, I look at a tandem bicycle and I think, well, you know, why? Why in God's name? Um, but <laughs> That's kind of adorable though, isn't it? it? That's it. That's all it's got going for it. It's like an adorable idea at like the slightest face value. Yeah. <laughs> and then you dig in just a little bit. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think for that, it's like if you're the person on the back and you kind of want a bike ride, but you're really feeling kind of lazy, it, it might work out for you. Sometimes. It might. If you're going to the same place. You're immediately going to start building a lot of passive aggressive tension there. Like there's, <laughs> yeah. that's just right for conflict. It's <laughs> unnecessary. I am the person who would stop pedaling. Yeah. Or just maybe like pedal every like four i am the person who would perceive you as not pedaling enough even if you were pedaling more than adequately i think that we should <laughs> let's not put that on the bucket list and this is the end but of I, right this will be our final <laughs> podcast um but I do think that tandem kayaking is not nearly as unnecessary or awkward or like confrontational at all. It actually is because 
you just, I don't know. It's it's cool. It's a grooving good time. And actually, it- kind of if you, if you go with someone else and you're both in your separate kayaks, then there is a little bit of tension of like, hey, let's go over this way. No, let's go over this way. But if you're just both kind of cruising along tandem, you can just like, you're taking it all in. It's like being on the same Disney Jungle Cruise kind of thing. The, the same open top tour bus. Yes, exactly. Right. Riding the same ducks, as it were. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess if uh, your reason for going is definitely to like stay together, then yes. Yes, yeah, so true. It's a good like date move, or yeah. you know, just like um, <laughs> getting to know you. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, memories. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I would not hesitate to go on a tandem kayak. If that is what is, was presented to me, I'm sure I would still manage to have a good time. I'm going to go as far as to say, if anyone's out there thinking about it, don't be afraid. Give it a shot. It's not as dumb as tandem cycling. <laughs> and if someone out there is into tandem cycling, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, what's, uh, who's up now? Me. I'll, I'll do my next one. Yeah, yeah. The, you. Numbers, the second one I wrote is learn to surf. And I know that seems sort of like general and it could easily be on like the Outer Banks one or just any beaches, but Benny Beaches bucket list, Dr. Beaches even. Um, <laughs> but not only like Hatteras is a great place to surf and it's a great place to learn to surf. And it is one of the reasons that I'm still here. It's, it's effectively one of the real catalysts for me staying here was that I came to visit and got into surfing and um, was sort of enchanted by it. And not only it's like physical rewards, but just like the mental and peace that it all brings is was overwhelming to me about how powerful that that whole experience can be and how much of a personal growth journey learning to surf can be so i highly recommend it Mm. and i think that hatteras is an amazing like place that has really good ways that is not totally crowded like so many other places in the country are um so when you are surfing you're out in the water apart from the great things that you've already kind of mentioned. Are mm-hmm. there any things that you're afraid of when you're out in the water? You mean like uh, sharks? That's probably the first one that would come to mind for most people. Yeah. Or just drowning, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, those, those, you grapple with those fears kind of the whole time. <laughs> Where I go, I'm, I tend to be alone a lot in the water. And as you probably know, when you're alone anywhere, it's easy for fear to start to creep on you about what could get you, right? I think that's like evolutionarily built into us to start being stressed about being alone in a wilderness environment. Um, and so it's like that in that sense it's, that it is like a, a journey. And yet you go back in. Yeah. And, to, and, you know, I think early on, and it still happens every once in a while where I'll for no reason at all, quote in quotes, like I'll decide that there's a shark in the water and I need to get out of here because I'm about to get bit. And I think that speaks more to where I'm at in my own head than it speaks to whether or not there's actually <laughs> a shark in the water or one that's about to bite me. There's definitely a shark in the water, of course. That's where they live. Um, whether or that's not the shark's house. Whether or not it sees me, smells me, and can't wait to eat me. Um, so far. Join the club, shark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Join, uh, I'm speaking of the whales, the whales that want to eat you. Um. 
<laughs> True. There's a whole myriad of creatures on this planet that, in theory... Uh, <laughs> Would be happy to devour your, your drumsticks. <laughs> Drumsticks. I was trying to say legs. I was trying to be clever and have a clever way of saying legs. Do you say you have chicken legs? Is that what you say? It's, you know, I, I, I referenced that from um, the Mighty Boosh. Nice. Where they were talking about Van Morrison having Celtic beefy beefy Celtic drummers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you all sorts of creative license if you're going to reference a Mighty Boosh in one doing so. Thank you. Even if it does not successfully convey to the people listening yeah. to this, I'm conveying other things. I get it, though. Like I the drumsticks because the other animal, animals want to eat chicken. Oh, got it. Yeah, they're, they're your legs. Drumsticks so, are legs. To bring it back home, <laughs> I uh, do get afraid of things sometimes, just like I get afraid of th- things all over the place in the water and not um, sometimes. And it's a lot more about me in my own head than it is about what um, real dangers are there, um, in my opinion. Gotcha. All right, April, what's your number two on our new Hatteras Island bucket list? Number two, I think everyone should visit uh, the fish house down in Hatteras. The fish house? Yeah. Okay. And by the fish house, I'm talking about uh, where all the commercial fishermen bring their fish in. Yeah. And where you can also buy extremely fresh fish. Yeah. There are also lots of other um, shops down there where you can buy extremely fresh fish. True. I'm thinking of like Risky Business yeah. and Harbor House. Plenty. Yes, but if you want to see them coming in off the boat, that's where you will go. Cool. And yeah. So another Creekside adventure. Yeah, in I'm, Hatteras. I'm I'm really dwelling in the Creekside right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, tell me about why you like it so much, other than like the accessibility to fresh fish. Well, uh, so many years ago, I went out uh, with a with a pound netter, pound pound net fisherman, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, just just I went along for the ride. Although they did let me help bail some some mackerels out of the pound nets. Nice. We pulled some sea turtles out of the pound nets yeah. to set them free. Of course. As you do. Like you do. Yeah. And then um, I just had a great time. And then when we came back, I stood aside and watched them unload the boat. And you know the the pelicans, the way they like to interact with the the fish, yeah, the fish coming out of the boat. And mm-hmm. They they get all the pinfish because nobody wants to eat the pinfish. Um, or, you know, handle them too much, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just a really, like, incredible thing to see. Yeah. What happens to them, uh, all the people working in there doing their part, it's really fun to watch. Fun. Yeah. Do you have photographic evidence of it? I do. Cool. It's on MySpace. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do. I do have photos of it. Oh, my God, it. i got to find your MySpace page. <laughs> That's got to be so wonderful. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Oh, that's what's going to be so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. But yeah, I do. I have some some pictures. Cool. Maybe we can include those. Yeah, I was I was really like uh, glowing from that experience for mm-hmm. quite a while. It's not an easy easy thing to do. I would recommend everybody do that as well. But it's not easy to get a commercial fisherman to let you go out on a boat with them. I got you. It took me a long time to get out there on that nice. boat. Nice. And I I gathered that it was really a huge favor they were doing by letting me go oh yeah well you're a beloved person i mean it's no surprise that people want to do you huge favors i don't know 
I had to beg for a long time. But oh, okay. I mean, it is generally bad luck to take a woman out on your boat. What? But I did not take bananas, so that went in my favor because that's also bad luck. Oh, God. Is this the first you're hearing of that? Oh, no, I know about that. <laughs> but I think it's about as silly as the bad luck of bringing a woman. Yeah, well, I think in this particular context, it was more like he had taken some ladies out on the boat before, and he doesn't get very far out, and then they have to pee. Oh, he's so like, it's just like a bad time. Or <laughs> bad luck. And, you know, I kept assuring him, I'm not that kind of woman. Mm-hmm. I never have to pee. I can hold it. <laughs> I am perpetually dehydrated. <laughs> So you don't have to worry about me. Right. But um, I just, I did my best to be no trouble whatsoever. And it worked. Yeah. I mean, I just, I know they're there to get a job done. Yeah. And so, but I had a great time. It was awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Good for me. That is not even what I was trying to recommend that everybody do, but it's a big part of my story in terms yeah. of going to. Well, I think this is why we're building this list of be sort of telling our own stories in some way too. Oh, yeah. It's one of the highlights of my time here. Great. Yeah. So, you're next then, huh? My turn. Your turn. And this one's going to hit a little close to home. I wrote down, make a piece of tiny art for the tiny art show. I love that so much. And I'm so, I love it so (laughs) much too. And I'm just so glad. um, How long have you been doing it? So, to sum up, whoever doesn't know, the tiny art show is a fundraising art auction that happens every fall um, at the now would be at the Swell Gallery, but previously in previous incarnations of this gallery as well. Yeah. Um, and it's to raise money for the Wayne Fulcher Memorial Scholarship, right? Yes. Nice. I nailed it. Yes. Um, Good job. Yeah. But so all the local residents um, and whoever else wants to can get a canvas for free, a Four by four, three by three? Five by five. Five by five. So close. <laughs> and you painted so many of them. I have. Yeah. I, I, what, I don't know why I thought three by three, but five by five <laughs> for sure. Uh, canvas and submit a work of their choosing, um, whether it be islandy or not. And I just love it so much, not only to raise money um, for provide education for um, art, art, artistic students who want to further their education, but also you get to see another side of so many people that you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, or people you don't even like. Yeah, or people you hate, which is nice too. Yeah, <laughs> I, it really is. It's kind of a bridge builder. Yeah, it's just so great to see people who you know through one avenue, whether they you know, work at the grocery store or be your teacher or Musicians. be a, a musician, someone who does a totally different craft that they're yeah. very good at, um, do this, show this side of themselves. It's so exciting. Yes, I agree. Of course, you must. You've created it. Or no, I mean, you perpetuated it. You know, it just kind of happened, really. I uh, went to East Carolina to art school, and I recall one time being there, and you may have heard me tell this story in some other forum, but uh, there was a coffee house back in the day that we would go to called The Percolator, and somebody had all these little small pieces of art on the wall and they were like five bucks a piece. They were just trying to get some money together. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to think of a way to raise money for a scholarship and my mind just went back to that time. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I just thought it was this fun little thing that we could do. I think the first time we did it, we had like maybe 60, excuse me, 65 uh, pieces of art turned in, which I thought was pretty amazing. Yeah. I and, thought it was pretty great. And that was, t- what, t- 2013 you 2013, said? 2013, okay. yeah. 
And, uh, you know, that, that wasn't, that wasn't nothing. It was like $900 raised for a scholarship. And now the most, most recent or. We topped 300 this time, which is, I think the most we've ever done. So cool. Every year, it seems like for the last three years, I'm like, it's the most we've ever done. Yeah. But, uh, there are kids who get involved and do it and kids turn in some of the most amazing stuff. Like some of the most Kids paint the darndest things. Kids paint the darndest things. (laughs) (laughs) Kinnikeet clay. Um, oftentimes we'll have a bunch of clay work submitted from, from different people involved with Kinnikeet clay. Um, uh, Rhonda Bates, who, you know, is mostly known for red drum pottery, for her pottery work, even though she is a very well-known painter also, she's done some paintings for us. Um, uh, several years ago, when Studio 12 was open and up and running, Carolyn Shenna, she led a, work, a workshop um, where she had, had people come in and do little glass works, which was really wow. pretty fantastic. Amazing. And, you know, something that you know, probably we will not be repeating anytime soon. She's no longer with us. But I just loved that. And I loved the way that different shops, different galleries came together. Because, you know, I think I think for several years there's been a lot of, like, maybe not the most peaceful coexistence between different shops on the island because, like the weather, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just always turbulence, you know. Mm-hmm. And... I think now, really, most of the shops have this really great, peaceful coexistence with each other. And I think a lot of it just has to do with different projects we've decided to work on together. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And I, you know, I... You did it. You created peace on how to design. I didn't create anything. I just, <laughs> I just set something out there and the people took over, you know, they brought their own stuff to the table. People on different sides of the political divide. Right. You know, they'll come to these shows together. They've put work in the shows together. They're socializing at the show together. You know, when just yesterday on Facebook, you know, they, they were, were blocking each other. They were blocking Hopefully. each other. Hopefully. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best outcome for yeah. that. Um, yeah, professional people get involved. Uh, a lot of people from Ocracoke get involved. Mm. And we have people from, like, different high schools across the country, mm-hmm. like art classes. Friends from art school have their classes do it. So we have stuff come from as far away as Oregon. Yeah, so that'll be, you know, state. That I presume that's happening this October. Yes, we usually do it in the second or third week in October, depending weather, on the weather. For many, of course. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason I really like this as a bucket list event, but also, like, one of the things I cherish about Harris Island is it really feels like everyone's first deep breath at the end of the summer that this event represents that finally I have a night off where I could come out and do this thing and engage and see all these people that I haven't seen since spring because we got locked into our own individual endeavors and have been navigating the high tourist season um at least at least you and I and many others um that's the way we feel and it's a fun time you serve booze which is wonderful I was going to mention that yeah and you have music sometimes yeah 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 if we have if we have room to squeeze a band in you had barefoot wave one time we sure did that was so great that was awesome I loved it (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) so yeah anyone listening to this I definitely recommend you getting involved just start looking at our Facebook page in September because that's when we'll start, you know, uh, putting out the dates for when you can pick up canvases, when the art needs to be turned in, and when the show will be. Cool. And that wasn't like, 
I'm, I wasn't trying to butter you up by putting that on the list. No, or I even know. like, there wasn't even any clever Buttering marketing. Buttering me up, I have never thought that was your style. So. True. <laughs> if anything, I'm scraping that butter off and putting it on my toast. I know, man. And that, you know, hurts me. <laughs> Scraped. Scraped, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right, I allow it. Good. I guess, you know, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have other good qualities that cause me to allow it. So. Okay. Do, did you do three? No, you didn't. I went first. So you, let's do a third one from you. Okay. I have put off talking about this one till third because I um, I don't have a lot of my terminology correct for okay. this. But um, that trail that goes from Buxton to Frisco, I recommend hiking it. Okay. How about that? Yeah. So you're talking about the Buxton Woods Trail. Okay. I was hoping you would have... Yeah, I've actually done a video piece on this particular trail. You have? Um, Not that I know a lot about it, but generally speaking, it's a network of trails that runs from the graveyard. No, it runs from the British Cemetery. Which is a graveyard, so. It is a graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) From the British Cemetery graveyard um, back through Buxton Woods and comes out at the Frisco campground. So let's back up. So the name of the trail, so it's all Buxton Woods, but the name of the trail that runs from British Cemetery to Frisco campground is the Open Ponds Trail. And when you walk it, you'll see why. Gotcha. Um, And so that's four and a half miles. But really to, like by the time you would get out of the Frisco campground, it's close, it's more than five miles, somewhere between five and six miles, I would say all day. All right. I must not have walked as far as I thought I did. Okay. Not that that has anything to do with the podcast. I yeah, guess. no, it's really fun. Yeah. But there's like some elevation that's surprising there. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're like, holy cow, there's mountains back here. But yeah. of course, you know. Areas of like really loose sand that, you know, it's a little hard work. Yeah, you know, for sure. Getting through. Mm-hmm. It makes it, you know, more than just an, a, a, a stroll. It's true. Yeah. Not much more than a stroll, but... <laughs> a heavy stroll through, like, some sort of soft cheese. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Great. So, um... I'm going to do that this fall. I was going to say, this is now the thing that you have to do since you're creating yeah. the bucket list. Yep. I'm going to do that. Great. This is great. We got six things on the Hatteras Island bucket list. It has been a productive day. Wow. And, um, you know, obviously, I think it goes without saying that the call is out to whoever wants to submit their activities, anything that they think is um, proper for the, to be on the list. Yeah. Um, we'll um, take a look at it and talk about it, and it would be great. And yeah, maybe it, do it. And if it makes it to the list... We're going to send you a sticker. Oh, yes. The stickers are here. Yeah, we got some Hatteras Effect stickers, which are awesome. We'll include some pictures of those. But the only way to get one is by being our friend and That's interacting right. with us. We only give stickers to our friends. It's true. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah, like 14-year-old girls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, a 14-year-old girl all the time right now because stickers are having a moment. Uh-huh. Everybody's making stickers. Everybody's buying stickers. Really? And it makes me feel very young because I have them in my shop. And so I'm always like, oh, my gosh. Stickers. We have the greatest stickers. You mm-hmm. want to see some stickers? Yeah. Yeah. What if you sold Trapper Keepers to put them on? <laughs> I don't think anyone would buy them. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. Well, that's a shout out to anyone who wants to submit anything to the Hatter's Island bucket list. And until then, we'll um, see if we can come up with some more fun ideas for next week. And uh, whatever anyone submits, we'll see if we're going to do it, too. That's right. That sounds fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining awesome. me this week. And uh, Thank you for joining me this week. Oh, great. It was good times. Yeah, likewise. I need to stop saying that. I'm sorry. What? Good times? Yeah. What are they? I, I've got, I'm, you know, I'm self-conscious about it, even though I say it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I teased about it because I'm a little too, oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, well, it's like, there are people uh, to whom I will say that. And when I say it, I am just in my own subtle way being funny. But it was good times. It was good times. But then there are people I know who are like, oh, my God, stop saying that. Ah. Uh-huh. And now I'm Because like, it's like what those public radio hosts on Saturday Night Live used to say. Which I think is all the more reason to say it. Because mm. yeah. they were funny. Yeah, they were. All right. Funny. I really just, I should have just let it stand. Really good times. Like good times. Really, yes, really, really good, good times. Good. Yes. Nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. On that note. Bye. Ha, 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 ha,